You're listening to Living with Louie. Well, hello, folks, and welcome to this week's edition of Living with Louie. I'm Larry Anderson. I'm your host, and uh, I think that what I'd like to do is um, is go and visit um, something that uh, I have visited before, maybe not in as much detail um, as what I'd like to. Um, I have had, uh, some folks, uh, that have reached out to me, uh, folks that have been, have their loved ones newly diagnosed and, um, how do you deal with that? I, I, and I've had people ask me to maybe delve more into my own personal experience, which is what I like to try to share here is what, what my personal experience has been. And I will tell you that, um, the average time for getting a diagnosis is, um, around 18 months. Uh, and that's like 18 months to two years in my journey. I believe it was more like maybe a couple of years and, um, that comes from a long time of clinical observations, different tests and different scans and things that they do. And uh, in my case, my neurologist actually even uh, got a second opinion from John Hopkins Hospital, um, had me uh, go through, uh, through them for a second opinion, and they concurred. I guess what um, the the thing that uh, that that I found was that there were probably a lot of things that were happening to me that other people saw, and I didn't, or I didn't want to, or I was turning a blind eye to, and. Uh, Eventually, things, um, you know, started to deteriorate more. And uh, then I went and, uh, and finally got this diagnosis. And when we finally got this diagnosis of Lewy body, I went online and I Googled it. And what does what did I find? I found that um, there are the first thing that I saw said that the life expectancy was five to seven years, or and that there's no cure. And uh, so, to me, um, I after after reading these things and uh, and and having as many problems with uh, speech and balance and just um cognitive problems problems remembering things um getting numerous things started and nothing accomplished uh dexterity problems, all these things started to happen. And, and then you read that you're, that there's no, there's nothing positive that's going to come out of it, that, that 
this is pretty much it. And I really fell into a uh, into a deep depression that I felt like, okay, this is it. But I don't know that this is fact. But this is not going to be based in any scientific fact, but I am a cancer survivor, and w one thing that I uh, that I found with cancer was that once you're told you have stage four cancer, you you think that it's over, but then after swallowing the pill and accepting it then you then i turned on the the fight or the and i determined that i was going to fight cancer every way i could i am not anywhere near the same person i was before i had cancer i'll probably never go back to that well as a matter of fact i won't go back to that but at any rate the um, the the truth is that I think that that's a place where I learned that you, your mental attitude towards everything was going to greatly affect um, how things went forward. And so when my therapy team first met me, um, they said that they felt like I was definitely... Uh, probably needed to be on a suicide watch. Now, I will tell you that I never really, I, I thought of, of that. Um, I, I did, but I never came up with any plans that I felt I wanted to execute on. But I certainly can understand how someone would. Um, you finding... All kinds of things are happening to you. You're you got this foggy mud in your brain, and you've got a difficulty getting around, a difficulty with your with your speech, difficulty with simple tasks, and nothing positive. There's no cure. There's no nothing. Um, that and that you're going to this is going to be um, the end for you, and I. So I can understand how someone would. Uh, and so my, my, my therapist, that uh, my counselor told me, she said, I can remember when we first started, she said, um, I started out with, let's find something positive every day. One thing, just one. Find one thing positive each day. And so she was working with me in that regard. And the rest of my therapy, the occupational and physical therapy um, team and my speech therapist, uh, they, they all started to um, show me different ways to uh, succeed at fighting this off in every way that I could. 
my counselor went on to tell me um, that that the depression that I was in was that I was grieving, and she explained to me that it's it's very similar to grieving the loss of a loved one. Well, um, and she went on to tell me that uh, there's like five different stages to this grieving process. And uh, one of the things that I found in trying to prepare to discuss this on a more personal level um, was that a lot of these things are kind of intertwined. And, um, but the five stages that she told me that there are to the grieving process are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then acceptance. Um, if there's um, one thing that I could say is that I, if you're if you're newly diagnosed, if your loved one's newly diagnosed, I would strongly uh, suggest that you start with looking for a good therapy team because they have been absolutely incredible in. Uh, in in my handling of what's happening. Um, this denial stage, I think that's when I knew things were changing. I always thought, okay, it's okay, I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with me. Um, however, it wasn't, and others saw it. I wasn't ready to, to, to face it. I, I can't... Um, I, I, I can't be. It's. I feel fine. Uh, it's a real emotion to not see, um, because you want to present to everyone that you're okay. You want everybody to feel as though everything's okay, um, and you don't want to see it yourself. And so, I I um. I ended up, I lost my job because of, of the, uh, cognitive problems I was having. And my wife told me, she said, you can't go back to work. You don't understand. And the more I examined that, the more that I realized that that's, that was what the reality was. And, um, it's, um, it's a difficult um, thing to realize that now all of a sudden I'm sitting here, I'm unemployed. I, I, I don't have the ability to be a, um, a, a, a productive employee for someone. And, um, it's, it's as a, as a man, and I'm not trying to say this from, uh, any type of chauvinistic, uh, position, but, um, 
as a man, you always want to be the breadwinner in your family and take care of your family. And now that was kind of taken from me. And as balance issues came on, I lost the ability to do some of the things I enjoyed doing. Uh, I couldn't safely do things that around the house that I used to be able to do. Uh, all of these things sent me down what I called the rabbit hole or the hole of depression that you can find yourself in as you start to uh, begin this grieving process. And uh, so I think that the first thing is, is just kind of denying what's, what's happening and not, and not facing where all of these symptoms are adding up to. And then when you finally get this diagnosis and you read about it, it's like, um, it's quite depressing. And then as you lose things, you tend to get, um, and me, I get agitated. I get frustrated. I get angry. Um, when you read that stuff on the internet, it's just so negative. And, uh, and as I went forward and, and had, and looking at the tasks that I was having trouble with and symptoms are becoming more clear to me, I was wrestling with my own internal battle, um, and I think that that internal battle is a dangerous stage of this grieving process. It's um, it's as if you're um, there's a war staging in your own head. Um, I know for me a huge part of this battle was, what am I going to do? Um, what am I going to do to my? What's it going to do? my loved ones that, that that are going to have to um basically start to take care of me especially those ones that are closest to you like my spouse my wife uh and as you as as you start to think about these things it, it all leads uh down into this area where you become depressed but it's uh it's it's hard when you're having um, an effect on your loved ones, and you can see it. It's on their face as they watch you kind of struggle through. And one of the things with Louis Body is you'll have good days and bad days, and sometimes the bad days can get really bad. And um, on good days, you can feel like you're fine. And as soon as you feel like you're fine... Louis will have a way of coming back to let you know that uh, he's still in the house. But uh, there's a, there's a, a period, I think, that you go through, uh, certainly with this stage of denial and then kind of intertwines with the anger and the depression that are other stages of this. Um, I think that... Uh, that you have to get to a point, and I think that what I had to find was a i had I had lost my purpose. I mean, here you are, you can't work, 
you can't provide for your family anymore. You're, you know, you just feel like you're sitting in the, on a log looking at the world and waiting for it all to just go by. Um, however, um, I think for me, the beginning to find something positive each day, trying to, um, work with my therapy team to improve on some of my gait issues and my balance issues. Um, that all, um, started to uh, open my eyes to the fact that, um, there were some things that I could do to fight back. And, uh, you know, I think that, um, that's where you were in my particular case. Um, one of the things that my counselor concentrated on after we kind of got ourselves out of the depression a little bit was where do I find a purpose? Where do I feel like I have a purpose in life? Um, because all of the things that I thought uh, were my purpose had been stripped away. And I spent a portion of my life working with, um, with folks in the transit industry. And, and transit industry will... Um, move people that are homeless, people that are have different mental um, disorders and things like that. Um, they, 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 they're fluid. They move around the country and people throw them out on the street. And I had decided that there's something more that you can do. You don't just, uh, anybody can throw you out on the street. Um, but it takes a If you take a minute, a lot of times you can find out where the root is and help this, this person. Um, so I spent a great deal of time doing that. And, um, I started to think of how, how can I do something? And I came up with the idea of just this, this podcast, this podcast where I will remove my mask and I will open up my heart and soul and share with whoever wants to be to hear what it is like to get this diagnosis, what it's like to live with Lewy body. And I think that I, I, I have uh, achieved that to a degree. Um, but I really wanted to delve more into these uh, stages of grief and and uh, and how how did I pull myself out and uh, so that's what I'm going to be doing over the next uh, couple of episodes um, and this one I tried to cover pretty much the denial phase of this for myself uh, what what I went through as I kind of uh, navigated through that uh, that stage of grief and into that anger part where you become frustrated 
we'll delve into this um, certainly deeper. Um, and uh, so I will look forward to uh, next week and we'll continue this and we'll continue to, to try to share with you folks exactly um, um, what, uh, what has happened in my battle in the early stages uh, and uh, when I, how I managed to turn the corner, if you will, and into um, what can I, what can happen? What, what can I do? How can I fight back? I would like to say that um, we are uh, supported by our listeners. And um, uh, if you uh, are enjoying listening to the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you go to your on your podcast provider. There's a place there where you can support the show and uh, make a small donation, if you will. Or you can go to... Um, living with Louie podcast, GoFundMe page. And, uh, we would certainly appreciate uh, any contribution that you would be willing to make to help keep this, uh, this rolling. Uh, there are administrative costs. There are equipment costs and maintenance costs. And those are the things that we try to cover. We're not, um, that's all we really want to do with, uh, with, asking for help is to cover those costs. So, um, next, uh, week we will try to delve into this a little bit deeper and, uh, and share with you. And if there's anything that in particular that you feel as though you'd like to know more about, you can also email me at, um, living with Louie podcast at yahoo.com. Or you can visit me on the web. We in Facebook, we have a Living with Louie podcast Facebook page. And we also have a group, Living with Louie uh, group um, under the, that we, uh, we have formed. And uh, please, by all means, if there's something that you want to, want to hear about, you let me know. I'll do my best to make that happen. Um, with that, um, hope you have a great day and uh, we will uh, look forward to next week. We'd like to thank you for joining us for this edition of Living with Louie.